Welcome to That Tattoo Show, hosted by me, Paul Talbot and Chris Harrison. Each month we sit down and discuss current tattoo topics, including how the internet, social media and technology in general have changed the challenges facing the modern day tattooists in an informal, down-to-earth way that's aimed at artists of all levels and abilities. That Tattoo Show is made possible with the support of Electrum Supply. Head over to www.electrumsupply.com and pick up some industry-leading tattoo products for your next tattoo. Chris! Yo! Are tattoo machines getting too expensive? Um, I think that's relative. Like, Yeah, some are, some aren't. Uh, I suppose it depends who makes them and what part of your career you're at. I don't think it's relative at all. I don't think it's relative at all. It's a I fucking... Do. It's a piece of pipe with an 80 quid motor in it that drives a needle. How the fuck does it end up at 1,500 quid? You're taking a piss. But don't you... But don't you... Yeah, but... I, I, hang on. Let me just address the elephant in the room first of not all. Not fucking do iPhone. Not think, There's no technology you, in it at all. Do Yeah, hang on, hang on. Do you not think it's a little bit fucking hypocritical that artists... I'm not saying all artists do this, but the, the vast majority of tattoo artists charge an extremely high amount of money, especially in America. You've got fucking shops charging $150 to $250 an hour, right? Complaining that they've got... I, I only make $3,000 a day and I've got to spend $1,000 on a tattoo machine. I'd rather buy a $200 one from fucking Amazon. It's like, dude, don't complain. Fucking hell, like... Ah, oh, but I would you argue... Get what you pay for. That I would argue that... The work that expensive. the tattooist produces is subjective and it's a piece of artwork. It's a piece of one-off artwork for that client and it has come from the hard work of a, a person's hands. A tattoo machine, if you look so, at the various I'm, components of it, there isn't enough stuff in that and there's not enough technology to warrant the high price tag. It's nonsense. Okay, all right, all right. So what about what about right? What about that 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 designer, right? That has designed that machine with their hands yeah. and they put their heart and their soul in it and they've spent yeah. hours revising and revising. Look, it comes down to, 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 to a couple of things, right? You've got different types of machine builders. You've got machine builders that could be like me or you that make these one-off custom tattoo machines that maybe no one else will make. And, and that's normally like coil machines or if they are rotary machines, they're direct drives. But, you know, unless they've got like a CNC machine for rotaries, let's say, there's not really much more they can do with it. And you're not going to get a massive price tag with that. But then when you do go down the avenue of these wireless pen machines or just pen machines in general, there is a lot more research and development that goes into it. Like we were chatting with Chris from Cheyenne and he was saying something like, what did he say? It's something like the the, the Cheyenne Solnover and Limited uh, had over 200 hours. I was just testing one, eh? Yep. And it was like 200 different kind of uh, design variations. Oh, there's so much, and I think it's like two years worth of design and development. And you know, it's not just one guy that's just sitting in a back office in his shop making machines with a fucking, you know, with a modified drill and shit like that. You know, you've got engineers that are and, and designers that are kind of like coming up with the ideas and trying to figure out the the solutions to the problems that they may see in tattooing they cost money they have to pay them a wage you know they're also getting and I, we'll, we'll stick with Cheyenne for this right we'll you know their factory is in Berlin 
people get paid a higher salary because they have to have, you know, they have to meet certain criteria set by the government for, you know, minimum wages and so on. You know, you have to look at what goes into making a machine before you kind of go, oh, it's too expensive. Yes, you know, this company could, you know, outsource all their machine building to China and then sell their machines for fuck all. But like, I like the fact that they make them in-house and you have got a little bit more reliability and a little bit more, I don't know, like... Like, like recently, like, you know, I had to send a machine off to be repaired. I know that I could talk to somebody that I could send it off. They repair it. They send it back. Whereas, like, if you buy one of these 200-pound copy machines off Amazon, it's like, fucking, you try speaking to someone from that company. They don't care because the machines are produced cheaply. The the, the bill quality on them is nowhere near as good, you know. So, I, again, I don't know. It's like, yes, they've, they have gotten expensive, but that's just, you know, lifelike. I would also say they've got they've got a lot more expensive since the tattoo industry decided that wireless was the new shiny thing to do, and so a bunch oh, 100%. of a bunch of companies got together, took a battery that already exists that's been well tested in another industry, used a control system that already exists that's well yeah. tested in another industry, and soldered them together. Uh, and went, we're now wireless, and expected everybody to go, oh, amazing, it's the future. Like, how long have you had but a wireless they... drill for, Chris? How long has your drill been wireless? Yeah, fucking 20 yeah, but... years? 20 fucking years it took yeah, you to get a fucking vaporizer battery to run a tattoo machine. Are you taking but a then, like, But then, I suppose we've also got to take... So if we look at the, 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 the wireless side of things then, you know, they've got to pay for the, the... Is it the CE certification and things like that? So there's a lot more expense for them as a company so yeah, it's yeah. not just a case of like oh they've made a machine they put a fucking 50 pound fall harbor plastic motor in it and blah 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 it's like no they've got a group of designers that they have to pay a salary to to come up to spend that have spent two years designing something then they have to prototype it do you know I mean then they have to test it then once it's at the point where they're satisfied then they have to get it all certificated and they have to pay all these fees. You know, there's a lot of money that goes in. I know, I'd know. i love to know, right, how much money it costs them. So, hang on. Instead of doing that, why shouldn't you just phone Dave down the road who builds tattoo machines and get him to build you a tattoo machine for 80 quid? What, what, what would be the possible benefit of having one of these big companies with big price tags on your tattoo machines over just build your own? I don't think they'll be as reliable. I don't think they'll be as reliable and they'll be as consistent. You know, from experience where I have used handmade uh, uh, ro- rotary machines from machine build- other machine builders in the past when I couldn't afford... Because, you know, again, it, it comes down to where you are in your career. Like, you know, if you can afford a, high, a high-end a machine... I, and this is why I started reviewing stuff, because I'm like, you know, I was at that point where I wanted to know what machines were like. Should there be such a thing as a high-end machine? Should there even be such a thing as a high-end machine? Shouldn't shouldn't they all just work? They should work, but the problem you've got is companies that are reverse engineering, you know, high-end machines are then coming up with cheap copies that people think are perfectly acceptable. Can I ask another question then? Should is it is it fair to expect that tattooists have will pay a little bit extra on the top of the machine? So say the machines going to retail at a grand, but somebody in another country has reverse engineered it and uh, and 
uh, and he's producing a much cheaper copy. But is it then fair quality. to expect tattooists to pay? Ex- yeah, but is it fair to expect tattooists to pay more money for the original machine because? Oh well, it's been it's been stolen and its copyright's been infringed, so we're not going to sell as many of those machines as we normally would. I mean, surely the company's going to have to build that into their business model, right? That's not a fair excuse to go. Well, it would have been a thousand pound machine, but now that it, a copy of it is available on Amazon, we've had to make it fifteen hundred quid well, no, to yeah, make yeah, our yeah, money they, back. They, That's yeah, not yeah, fair. No, is it, it? They shouldn't. Uh, they shouldn't increase the price for that. But I, I'm assuming that when they come up, when they do come up with the pricing of it. They are expecting the you know, machines to be reverse engineered um, and to be copied. And do you not think they just they just throw a fucking dart at a dartboard and add two zeros? Nah, I doubt it. Be interesting to see what machine pricing is going to be like in a few years' time. Mm. And see, what I think is what I think is really interesting. And in case you haven't already realised by now, I am playing devil's advocate here because we wanted to have a conversation. So one of us had to had to argue the other side of it, right? No, but, like I, I see both sides of it because, like I like, like I said, I, I want to, I, but I I want to be very very clear, right? Someone said they said you should check out this uh, masked dragon hawk. It is one of the first machines they brought out that's got a brushless motor in it, and they were like. Oh, you should check it out. It's only 150 quid on Amazon. It's just as good as the Solnova. It's just as good as the Flux and shit like that. And I was like, all right, okay, you know, I'll fucking buy it and I'll give it a go. It does look like it's built very, very nicely. It feels like a solid machine. The grip could be a little bit bigger for me. I like the clicker that these Dragon Hawk machines have. Much the, the click grip is much better than most of the high-end ones, like the much better than the FKN's um click grip. Because I, I think I feel like you know as much as I like the flux now I think that plastic bit is just uh, has been designed to weigh down and to be have to be replaced whereas these aren't but it is a hundred and fifty pound machine it doesn't run anywhere near like the machine that I've paid a thousand pound for yeah nowhere near the same starting it up it like you 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 put this on right you you switch it on and it kind of goes. Yeah, Whereas yeah. the other ones, you switch it on, it's like bop, instant power. Yeah, there is a massive difference between with, with with modern day rotaries. There's a massive difference between the pricing. Yeah, I think with coil machines, though, I think that is more of a subjective thing. That is, you're paying for the person that handmade it. Because like you know, Mickey Sharp's hybrids. They were like what, hundred and fifteen quid when they first came out, and then no, you got like I think I paid about eighty quid for mine, and I'd still do a tattoo with it today. Yeah, yeah, wicked machines, solid mm. machines, mass-produced coil machines. What I find interesting about this is that if you compare tattoo machines to guitars, which I know not many people do, but these are two things that I love in my life. Right, it's actually inverse the way it works. So, yeah. If I go and buy myself a Fender Strat made in Mexico, it's going to hit me, I don't know, four, five hundred pounds, maybe a little bit more. But if I go and get myself a Fender custom shop, and I, you can do this, you can go online and you can you can have one made by a, an artisan master builder. That so it's like a custom built guitar. That's going to cost me four thousand pounds to have somebody build it for me. Now, what I find strange is that. I can buy something like a Cheyenne machine or an FK Irons or one of these more mass-produced machines for £1,500 
or I can buy a handmade custom machine built by a guy, the guy that designed it, everything is yeah. turned. I can buy one of them for 300 quid. Yeah. The question that I ask myself about these machines, and I have a feeling I'm going to answer it for you, is that what do you get out of, you know, if I decide to throw my hat in the ring with Cheyenne tattoo machines, as I have done for years, what do I get? that I don't get from something like my Swash Drive, which is a, a custom-built Australian machine built by the guy that designed it. And I think um, definitely not the case with the Swash Drives because, in my opinion, they are fucking bulletproof. Uh, I can, I've had a couple where the RCAs went a little bit slack, but you can send them back and they just refit them, and that's yeah. fine. But the one thing I would say, and I think this is the biggest reason why you should pay a premium for a tattoo machine, is that in my machine drawer, I've got a 10-year-old Cheyenne Spirit that I have put thousands and thousands of hours on, and it still runs today. And you could still tattoo with it. I mean, it's noisy as hell these days because the linkages are like really loose and everything. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't designed to do that amount of work. But I used that as my main machine every day for five years. That was that yeah. was it, you know. And I had a silver but one it, and a red one. And the red one I never really used because the silver one was fine. And so if you're the kind of person that needs to be able to really rely on your stuff and trust your gear, yeah. then you want to, A, you want a company that's going to be around in a few years' time so that, you know, they're going to continue to make iterations of the machines. Now, if those companies are going to be around and they're going to make these machines, they need designers, they need engineers, they need builders, they need all these departments. Now, that makes a wages bill that somebody like Swash Drive don't have. It's one guy, you know, as far as I know, in like, a, I guess, a really fancy shed in Australia or something, right? But if you've got, you know, if you've got like 150 staff making these machines, then, and you're in Germany where you've got to pay decent wages. Yeah, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because we, I suppose, I suppose the one thing we have to kind of stress—not uh, stress might be the right word. Yeah, probably is. One thing we have to say about all of this is like, even though machines that are made by companies like Cheyenne, like FK Irons, and so on, right, that are you know mass produced, they're still handmade. Yes, parts are made in a CNC machine, but then they've got a production line of people that are hand finishing each machine. So everything is perfect. So every machine is still hand-built. It's just, you know, it's just built by, you know, a, 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 a lady or a gentleman or whatever they want to identify type person. Well, it's, in, the, it's, the same as, it's the same as guitars. You know, you buy a Mexican Strat and it's been put together by a person. It wasn't put together by robotic arms, you know what I mean? But when I buy my Fender Custom Shop Strat, then that was put together like by only by that guy. It might be that your Mexican one was put together you know the by perfect example? 100 people. You know? you know, a perfect example, right, is Dr. Martin boots, right? You can buy a pair of Dr. Martins from the shop. Uh, say, like, I'll use the ones in Cardiff. You go to the Dr. Martin shop in Cardiff, right? You can buy a pair of Dr. Martins and they're made in China or they're made in like Thailand or wherever, right? Yeah. But, you, and, but if you spend, say, another 30 quid... You can buy a pair of Dr. Martins that are made by Betty in fucking somewhere in England where Dr. Martin's place is. Yeah. And they're all hand stitched. They're signed off by this person. Yeah. And if you've got any problems with it, you can get it sent back. And it, and there's a bag company called Billingham Bags. They do camera bags. Same thing. You're paying like three, four hundred quid for a bag. Yeah. But like that bag is made by, you know, Mrs. Talbot. 
you know, up in England, she's hand-stitched it all together. Yeah. And if there's anything wrong with it, you send it back, they take it back to Mrs. Talbot, and she will fix it. Yeah. I'll tell you one of my only fears with that is that um, the smaller companies follow in suit. So that if the... If the standard price of a tattoo machine becomes a thousand pounds, right? How long will it be before a massed tattoo machine on Amazon is nine hundred and fifty pounds? I don't think they will. Or how long? Be- see, I see. You know, or I how long I before think- a custom builder makes their machines nine hundred and fifty? You know, but they, they're already doing the, it. These these machines are. They're already doing it. Like there is a. I'm not going to mention the name of this person, but there is a really well known machine builder that is makes these. He makes rotary tattoo machines. Everyone thinks these machines are great. Um, no, he's charging like seven, eight hundred dollars for a machine. I think some of them are charging stupid money. He was, but like nobody says anything about the fact that this guy is charging say seven to eight hundred dollars for a machine, but putting a twenty-five dollar Chinese motor in it. There you go. And I think it's when, with these companies that get bigger. You know, it's very easy to cast them in the guise of the, uh, you know, the evil faceless corporate that doesn't give a damn about that sort of stuff. And I I certainly know from my own dealings with Cheyenne, either as a tattoo artist or with the show, that the people that are working on these machines, they actually really do give a shit about the product that they make, you know. Nice guys as well. I may not... Uh, yeah, they're lovely guys. I may not um, agree with some of the decisions that they make. I understand why they've made the decision, like things like, the, you know, the control system for the pen and stuff. But there was a lot of thought that went into it and there was a logic behind it. I don't think, it's, I think the logic was flawed, but that's irrelevant. It's the, these aren't people that are going, oh, well, fuck tattoos. We'll just, we'll just charge them whatever we can get away with. There, there is, you know, it does all kind of break down. Well, yeah, they, they're setting a standard, isn't it? Like, they're going, no, we are going to make our, we're going to continue to make our machines in Berlin and have, yeah. pay our designers. It, it costs money, like. They could you know, easily. And in, so you think about it, this is a company that's employing people in the world of tattooing. You know, so these are an employer of, uh, you know, and it's like the same with the distribution companies. People go, oh, these distributors putting all this money on. It's like they next day you're shit to you because they've got 40 staff. Yeah. You know, what do you expect? It's going to be a little bit more than you having to wait four months for it to turn up, you know. To like, do, to so, do. You know, you got, you got to expect, you know, you're going to pay a little bit for convenience and reliability. You're going to have to pay a little bit of a premium, right? And you shouldn't worry about that sort of thing. Do you know one but thing I said? Oh. I do think there comes a point, sorry, man, I do think there comes a point where you go, fucking hang on a minute, hold on. Now, and I, for me, at the moment, it's the whole wireless thing. I think the virtue of putting a battery on the end of a tattoo machine does not make it a thousand pound. No. You know what I mean? If you take that battery off, what's that tattoo machine worth? Three or four hundred quid? There's no, no fucking no, 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 way yeah, that's you, worth six hundred right. quid, that battery. I'll tell you one thing that has definitely increased the cost of tattoo machines and tattoo supplies and inks and everything in general over the last 10 years, and that is sponsorships. Yeah, probably, yeah. It's probably put it all up because you've got to, they've got to claw the money back somewhere. Let's wrap this up, look. The, the simple answer to this is if you think the machine is too expensive, don't buy it. Yeah. Just don't buy it. And then if they don't sell many of them, they'll realise that they've priced themselves out of the market. Go and find a small machine builder and buy their machines uh, or go and find a more cost-effective machine. That's what I've done. You know, I've gone and found machines that that I believe are 
great value for money and great machines, which is why I run a couple of swash drives and a couple of wired Cheyenne machines. You know, I'd still quite happily use a Spirit and a Thunder. I, know, I use because I, I think they're a really great machine. I still I still really rate them. Yeah, I use a lot. I use quite a few different machines. I've you actually... know what I mean? So vote with your feet, man. You know, like you don't have to buy it. You know, the other thing I would say is in the world of tattooing, um, anything new is it always has a massive premium attached to it. So don't don't be an early adopter. You don't need to do that. Just carry on with your wired tattoo machine and don't worry about being in with the cool kids with the batteries and everything. Yeah. Just carry on doing your thing. Or you know? wait and see if we can get a discount code for you. <laughs> yeah, or wait and see if we can get a discount code. And so with that, are tattoo machines getting too expensive? I think the answer is... Yes, but yeah, sometimes there's a very good reason. Yeah. You know, you don't have to buy them. You're not being forced to buy them. There's always cheaper alternatives out there. Find the best one for you. Um, but also, the bigger the company, the more reliable your tattoo machine will be. And the last thing you want to do is it for it to crap out half, halfway through a tattoo. Like, yes. So, you know, you're going to pay, pay for reliability and not bells and whistles. You know what I mean? That's what you want. You want solid build, reliability, you know. And, and all that sort of stuff. And with that, I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. And this has been That Tattoo Show. And we'll see you next time, guys. Yeah.